Hey, hey weirdos. Right, we are the weirding hour. Did you just laugh? That was me. <laughs> laugh. Look, that was Nina, not me. <laughs> this is this is never gonna be not really horrible for us to do. So we just lean into it and you know, everyone else can share how awkward we feel about it. Okay, cool. excellent. So um we are the weirding hour. My name's Rhea and in the core we've got Alex, Nina. And um, we Oh, sorry, go on. No, yeah, I mean you can do it if you want. It's really hard. Like in real life when we're together, I can I can know when not to interrupt you and it's harder over a Zoom call. Not gonna I, lie. It is, I keep it wanting is to hard. Talk. It is hard. But we're doing great. Well done, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so uh, we love weird things, we love weird tales and strange happenings and all that kind of stuff. And so we got together and we tell each other um, interesting things that we found out about all sorts of weird stuff that happens uh, all over the world. And each week we do a different topic and we also do a different craft. So the topic this week is mass hysteria. And the craft that we're doing, because it's new lockdown, we're going to be doing a little bit of doodling and drawing. Um, so yeah, you're hopefully... it's supposed to be clay, but yeah. we now can't really leave the house for things. No. no yeah. So clay is get... now for another day. Yeah. Some mass hysterical drawings, guys. I hope you're ready for it. Uh, we're going to put those up on Instagram. We also hope that uh, you can grab a craft, uh, grab something to work with, and maybe craft along with us as you listen. So it's it's now time to start the the tales. Um, so mine's kind of mass hysteria, but it's also kind of not. <laughs> so I'm doing what I have titled the Great Clown Uprising of 2016. Oh. So it's it's kind of mass hysteria, but it's also kind of like viral fear spreading. Nice. It was in 2016. Do you guys remember it at all? Yeah. Yeah. Like when Maybe. people were like seeing scary clowns and shit around the place. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, it was, it was in Get the news, out. but also uh, I was a teacher in a primary school at the time. So, yeah. In 2016? <laughs> yeah. Four yeah. years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like how it sounds like you just don't believe her, Nina. <laughs> it's like, why are you I going? didn't I knew you, you I knew you were a teacher, but I didn't know it was in the time period that I have known you. But I guess I didn't really talk to you back then because I thought you were scary. So uh, I am scary, so yeah, you know, you're right. We're right. <laughs> right to ignore you. <laughs> um okay. So it was in twenty sixteen and the it's referred to as the kind of clown sightings of twenty sixteen. And there were reports of people disguised as evil clowns in odd settings, such as near forests and schools. And it began in August 2016 in the US and Canada um, before spreading further. And by mid-October, um, sightings and attacks had been reported in 20 countries. The sightings were first reported in Wisconsin with pictures of a creepy clown going viral. Um, but it turned out to be a marketing stunt for a short horror film called Gags. Um, and then news outlets covered the photos and then more incidents started popping up across the US. So it is like, I feel like it's the modern version of mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, yeah going viral. And it kind of, it really escalated after a report in late August um, in South Carolina, where a nine-year-old boy told his mother that two suspicious males dragged, dressed as clowns tried to lure him into the nearby woods. So Ooh. you can see like, 
how yeah a little kid saying that to his mum gets reported on the news and then people start freaking out yeah um, and clowns are nightmarish <laughs> yeah, yeah clowns are scary um so it's not the first clown panic that's happened as well um so the first one the first kind of wave of it big wave happened in the 80s which came alongside new fears of child kidnappings and um the sort of satanic panic stuff mm-hmm. um which is when I got to that point, I was like, damn, I should have done that. <laughs> so we might need another mass hysteria thing. Yeah, yeah, I might need another yeah. one too. It's a huge topic, isn't it? There was a lot oh, it's of massive choice. It's and, just, also know. diseases. Since we did diseases, now all my YouTube is just people with really niche diseases and documentaries. <laughs> and I keep watching them going, God, I should have done that. Given how many <laughs> there are. Had the same. Yeah, it's annoying that we had the same topic. Never mind. Quickly before you carry on, can I just ask you two? Do either of you like clowns? Well, like them? Yeah, like even like, as a child, do you like? Way. No. <laughs> no, not the question wasn't. Are you sexually attracted to clowns? Really? I, was Every... I think the thing I just the like reason that, I asked that sorry. is I've yet to come across somebody who's like, oh man, I love clowns, and yeah, I'm going to take my kids to see clowns. Do you know what I mean? Like in the circus context, they're bad enough, but remove mm. them from a circus context and have them just free roaming, like in your mass hysteria. They're just terrifying. So I did, was reading around like the history of clowns. It's like the sort of court jester, which is actually kind of bad. And they're always kind of naughty and they're not, they're actually not supposed to be this like modern, funny thing that kids like. Yeah. Historically, they've always been kind of on the edge of like being funny, but also being bad, which is why. I was also reading about why they freak people out so much is because of the kind of uncanny, uncanny valley thing, because their face kind of looks like a person's, but yeah, then it's all not. exaggerated features and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, if you read about it, it's this like deep-rooted fear, which is why I think this thing went so viral. Um, because people don't fucking like them. No, no, I don't want to see them anywhere. And especially not yeah. attacking children. That is like horrible. No, I mean, yeah, like as you say, I do, I do think uh, the things I've seen of like circuses and like that kind of, I guess, body comedy, but also kind of clothing comedy of oversized clothes, like it's all sort of exaggerated, as you say, like the uncanny sort of valley thing. It's this over exaggeration, you know. I, I have been known to be amused by far too many people coming out of a small car. Like, <laughs> it's, it's amusing. Uh, what it's a great. confession to make. I know. I, I know. Were you ready for it? No, uh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's, this one is not the first clown panic to happen. I'm sure it's not going to be the last because people just fucking hate clowns. Yep, yep. So overall, the sightings... None of it was that serious. It just was a mix of people messing around. A few people committed crimes, but not super serious. There was one stabbing, but it wasn't the person dressed as a clown who was the stabber. They were the one being stabbed, but it was all a bit vague, so I didn't really focus on it. It's mainly people scaring people and people making it up and reporting it to the media for attention. And then it's the media reporting on it, makes it go viral, makes the panic worse. And it just keeps going. So the sort of effects of it were, I mean, they weren't super big. Some shops in multiple countries withdrew clown costumes from sale and some US schools banned clown costumes and masks. Tragedy. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I do a big have impact on sales. How many people are buying? <laughs> right. Um, I've got there's so some of this, some of this is funny and some of it's bad, but the funny stuff is it, I really enjoy doing this topic. So I've got a quote um, from the the World Clown Association president Randy Christensen took a stance against the current trend of people dressing up as clowns to frighten people. Circuses and other clown-related businesses were affected. What? What other clown-related businesses are there? Where are the clowns? Uh, I guess kids' parties. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that always some awkward relative who's donning makeup and just terrifying the, their kids? And yeah, also, but who's hire, why are you hiring a clown? Why are you hiring a clown for your kids' party? Just to mentally them. scar them. Right? Yeah. Um, and so this is another clown related business, actually. Uh, in October 2016, McDonald's decided that Ronald McDonald would keep a lower profile as a result of the incident. <laughs> it's oh good someone brought it down to size. <laughs> what did he do? So, so there were hundreds of reports of clowns. Most of them were just a person saw a creepy clown wandering around. So what I've done, I've just got a lot of the incidents from around the world so it went from between august and november weirdly after halloween they all kind of just dropped off and there's no more news reports about it do you think that's um, on so purpose? I, I think i think the news is just i think news outlets are just trash and um they like <laughs> playing on people's fears because it gets them views and i think i think it was a cool halloween story for them to put out and then halloween happened and then they were like eh, there's some other news happening now so when was the US election? 2016. November, right? Mm. So uh, scarier things to report than creepy clowns hanging around that year. <laughs> I don't know. The big clown in the White House might be... Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Um, what I was going to say to you is, though, I thought generally when there was a crime that was happening where it was kind of going to either provoke copycat crimes or something where they thought that people were doing it for attention, generally the media are not meant to kind of cover it in a high profile way that is yeah, right they're not meant to, but yeah. they, they i do. don't know if they're supposed to not be meant to they fucking do anyway yeah a lot of this this is basically all just copycat stuff like people like scaring people mm. so i'm just gonna i'm just quoting how these things have been reported in like short sentences really vague reports some of them are really bad well some of them are bad and like not funny some of them are just fucking stupid so i'm just giving you a big slice of uh, the range of clown attacks that happened in 2016 all across the world so canada in ontario a group of people dressed as clowns posted on instagram saying we are coming to london ontario's high schools and surrounding areas we are going to kidnap students and behead teachers we're not clowning around Ooh. a few oh, days later yeah so is that a threat or is that i don't know if you're going to say you're beheading I mean, teachers. That is a threat, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's quite lame smack talk, though. Like, we're not clowning around. Uh. Honk, honk. So then, a few days later, a student at a secondary school in North London was approached by a man wearing a clown costume who then sprinted at her and ran. And I just, the imagery of a clown, like, walking towards me and then sprinting towards me, mm. that's traumatising. Yeah, that's horrendous. Um, so two schools in the area were put under lockdowns during the following days and students were banned from wearing clown costumes in their Halloween celebrations. So a lot of this, it's just people fucking around or threatening and then not a lot happens afterwards. 
Um, In Quebec, a video surfaced of a person dressed as a clown with a chainsaw in the middle of a dirt road that chased after a car on foot. I mean, that's taking it next level when you introduce the chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, you're not, you're and not dirt road. <laughs> Something about dirt road. Yeah. Con- concrete road's not quite as scary. Well, dirt road implies isolation, doesn't it? Yeah. That's true. In Denmark, a man spotted an axe wielding male dressed as a clown standing in the middle of the road. The man nearly hit the clown, who was later revealed to be a 13 year old boy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, no. So, oh, this one's this one's not very nice. In no. so in Finland, around ten people dressed as clowns jumped out of a grey van at the play yard of a school. They started to hunt down three kids who escaped to an underpass where another clown was waiting with a chainsaw. Oh my god! Yeah, what happened? So these are all very vague. All I'm giving you is the weird, the weird reports that are on Wiki. So they they may have been like chainsawed to death, or they might have just been like. Ugh. And then gone. Well, I think the clowns were fucking around in a okay. horrible way. Because okay. if they actually died, there'd be further reports of that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then it just says, later, two adults with white overalls and pig masks were running behind a child and scared teenagers. So it's just people fucking around. But, like, horribly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the Calio district of Helsinki, Calio Rolling Rainbows, anybody? Yes, yes. Ring any bells? No. Um, I remember roller derby. <laughs> and so long. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, in the Calio district, two clowns jumped in front of a 30-year-old man who was jogging with his dog. The dog bit one of them and the man punched another one of the clowns. However, yeah. the clowns managed to escape. I quite yeah. like the ones where the clowns get beaten up. Like, don't yeah. jump out on people. What do you expect? I really would love to interview the people who had chosen this time to dress up as clowns and scare people and be like what was going like are you a massive dickhead or is there is there just a misconnection where you're like no I'll reintroduce the fun I'll get it right Uh, (laughs) like what is it I want to bring the the good light back onto clowns oh maybe jumping out on people wasn't the way to go yeah ow my nose (laughs) um so this one is great well no, shut up. Tell us. So, New, in, in New Zealand, in the first half of October, a woman was attacked by two people dressed as clowns. In the second half of October, a person dressed as a clown stole a box of beer and handed it to a bicycling accomplice. <laughs> I didn't, didn't love the woman one, but the stealing of yeah, beer. No. Great. So I said it was great, and then I realised the woman was being attacked, um, <laughs> and I was like, "Shit! Wow." Too late. Lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> to be but clear, we don't. Support, yeah, we don't support the attack of women. We do think it's quite funny that a crate of beer was stolen <laughs> by clowns on bikes. <laughs> I just liked that's exactly how it was written. There's just there's no sympathy for the woman being attacked there. They're just no reporting the facts. Uh, in England, a teenage boy was hospitalised for a cut to his head after a clown threw a log at him in an alleyway. Nice. <laughs> A log. Like, yeah. Have it. Don't want to laugh. Kind of oh, laughed anyway. No, but that's a. Is that a, that's a that's an odd like instrument choice. carrying around. To yeah. People. <laughs> okay. Right. Clowns. So, throwing clowns. We are in the US now, which is where the vast majority of things are reported, and as you can imagine, it's a wide range because the US is such a big place. 
So we're starting in California. Um, the police arrested a juvenile on a felony charge for making clown-related threats of shooting people. Clown-related threats of shooting people? <laughs> yep. I'm yep. going to shoot you with water balloons <laughs> or from this flower on my chest. Uh, a creepy clown was spotted and photographed on a bus. The clown flipped off the photographer after she took the photo. Nice. Oh. Um, yeah. In, in Kentucky, a man mistook a woman wearing a white afghan at walking her dog for a clown and fired a warning shot with an AR-15 to scare her. That huh. worked. Yeah, I, th- I think she, she was probably fucking terrified. Why? You got an AR-15. That's Why your choice she... of weapon for a warning shot. Don't yeah. know. She was wearing a white piece of clothing. Okay. And clowns are known for their uh, taking their dogs for a walk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, while strolling in loose-fitting casual wear. Right. In Maine, a person dressed as a clown was reported to have stood in a neighbourhood for approximately 15 minutes. Stood? Fucking... Yeah. Where's your Shit. AK rifle when you need it? Shit. Just standing around. Oh, jeez. In New Hampshire, college students reported to the police that a person dressed as a creepy clown was roaming the campus... Police followed up the report claiming that clown, the clown was found with no weapons except a megaphone. It is unknown why the clown had a megaphone. <laughs> I'm going to presume it's to be loud. <laughs> so that people far away can hear what he's yeah. saying. I don't know why else you might presume to have a megaphone. Ooh, so in New Jersey, a boy claimed to have been chased by a clown with a sword. The boy says that he heard the clown say... I'm going to get you. Well, that's That's creepy. Yeah. That is creepy. Apparently you didn't get him because the boy went and reported it to the police. So he said, so he reported a clown lying to him, basically. (laughs) Um, Oh, in Oklahoma, a female motorist was reportedly attacked by two clowns after being flagged down by a woman posing in need of assistance. She said the clowns forcibly removed her from her vehicle, choked her, extinguished a cigarette on her face and wrote the words clown posse on her forehead. Oh, my God. She later confessed to having made up the story and said she was responsible for her injuries. Oh, my God. When you say wrote wrote clown posse on her forehead, like in pen or like carved in there? I think pen because it just says wrote the words. Okay, that's slightly better. Imagine if you had the words clown posse scarred onto your forehead forever. But you yeah. did it to yourself. Yeah, but you did it. Yeah. And it's the wrong way around because you did it in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people. Why did she do uh, it? I do don't know why. See, part, like, part of this is just people doing things for yeah. attention. People love the attention. We say while recording a podcast that we're yeah. going to put out <laughs> to the world. Please listen to it. <laughs> These people in their look at me ways. Anyway, back to our podcast. <laughs> back to us. Um, in penis, pen, no, fuck me. Did you just say penis in penis. <laughs> yeah, back penis to Romania. clown penis. Oh, Bria's perked up there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting sexy. <laughs> is it? Is it hey guys, are you talking about penis? <laughs> but specifically, clown penis. Clown Bria, penis? you ever been to? Penis Sylvania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's a mecca. Right. 
multiple times. Um, in <laughs> in Pennsylvania, uh, after an alleged clown sighting, university students gathered together for a clown hunt. Um, and the reports say that the number of students that attended ranged from 500 to 1,000. Um, but following the hunt, police stated that they did not believe that there were any actual clown sightings and also stated there was no property damage, no injury and no violence. So like a load of students just like told all of their mates and they told their mates and they all just like went outside and just ran around and honestly just had some wholesome fun. I yeah, mean, that, that sounds just sounds nice. like students. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like a good time. There's videos of it on the Internet and it's like they're just running around. They're nice. just like getting hyped up together um but I, I wanted to mention that one because while they did it obviously a penn state clown twitter account came up and some of those tweets are great uh, my personal favorite is you know how hard it is to run in these floppy ass shoes <laughs> <laughs> that's what we pay for <laughs> i mean that's what you pay for the watching them run in the big shoes and like, watching oh, them get out of the car yeah, yeah. exactly exactly oh and this is my actual favorite one um in rhode island an overweight clown was spotted in a park <laughs> oh <laughs> imagine if it's not though imagine if just like you see yourself in the news as fat clown seen on bench you'd be going <laughs> wouldn't you? it's just someone wearing an afghan oh <laughs> That is the Great Clown Uprising of 2016, guys. Um, it, it's full of stupidity. It Human is. Human stupidity. That's great. But hooray, we survived it. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. They, they didn't come and kill us all. You know when they call it the Great Clown Uprising? I mean, Do you feel I like they've over-egged the pudding? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on one of the articles that I was reading and I was like, oh, yeah. It seemed like the Great some clowns get up and chase some people while other clowns kind of go about their business and a lot of yeah. crazy people harm themselves. Right, I enjoyed right. that, Nina. That Next. was good. There's just a little snapshot for you of the, the weirdness of human beings. The weirdness of people. I don't mind going next. Rhea, do you want me to go next and you go last? Uh, sure. Cool. So this week for Mass Hysteria, I decided to look at the Halifax Slasher. Don't know, are either of you guys aware of this one? Did you come across it? In the... Never heard of it. Okay, cool. Okay, so that's exciting, Nina. We didn't choose the same thing and you haven't even read this one. And I didn't know, well, I've heard of yours, obviously, but was not very au fait with all the different attacks. So that's cool. Okay, so the events that I'm going to describe occurred in November of 1938 in Halifax, which for those of you who don't know, is a historic market and mill town in West Yorkshire. So on the night of the 16th of November, Mary Gledhill and Gertrude Mary Watts, two young employees at one of the local mills, were going down a steep hill called Old Bank Lane on their way to an evening class in Rippenden. As they walked, the women were purportedly accosted and attacked by a man with an instrument they thought to be a hatchet or a mallet. Despite being quite shocked and injured, the women somehow managed to grapple with the assailant. Um, however, he was able to break free and he scarpers. Mary and Gertrude run to a nearby cottage and bang on the door for help. When the, uh, when the owner of the cottage opens the door, he sees that both young women have blood on their foreheads. Later, Gertrude will require eight stitches for her head injury and Mary three. Uh, the police are called and they search the area, but they find that there is no sign of him anywhere. 
The attack was obviously quite frightening and shook the community. However, because there was no sign of him and no evidence, there wasn't really an awful lot the police could do. Until five days later, on the 21st of November, Mary Sutcliffe was attacked on her way to work at the Macintosh Toffee Factory. Um, interesting side note, they make Rolos and Quality Streets. So, oh. great job. Um, the attacker <laughs> left her with a deep and clean cut to her wrist, as if from Ooh. a razor. And it was this attack that started off um, the idea of a slasher, because obviously the first attacks were included, but they were a, uh, it was either a mallet or a hatchet or some kind of blunt instrument that did the damage. So uh, interestingly as well, I know I only found one report of this, but apparently (laughs) a man who was quite well dressed uh, went up to Mary in the street and said, on your way to work before slashing her. Which just sounded to me like quite polite, like weirdly polite, like a strange thing to say just yeah. before you're about to attack someone. You're on your way to work. Yeah. Like, have you have you got time for this? Can we fit in a, I'm just going to slash you. But obviously, if you're running late and, <laughs> yeah. you know, got a clock what time do you tomorrow, start? Yeah. We could meet on a break. I don't know. Anyway, so um, people were obviously at this point starting to get slightly panicky. And when three days later, another victim stepped forwards. Um, Basically, the police turned to the public and they, uh, a local newspaper released the headline, £10 police reward for the arrest of the Halifax slasher. £10. Yeah. How much was that back then? I don't know. I'm going to guess some money, like a decent amount of money. Um, It probably was some money. I think it was definitely some some money. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. But at this point, basically, because it's in the newspaper, um, the townsfolk are now believing that there's this maniacal slasher around attacking women. So everyone is sort of rightly so feeling. Well, it kind of was. Nervous. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're scared. They're scared. On the 25th of November, um, the first man to be heard of was attacked. Uh, this was mm. Percy Waddington. And he was attacked outside of the co-op shop that he worked in and lived above. Now, this bit of the story, I'm not sure. He was either on his way to get fish and chips or he might have already been eating fish and chips. Oh, so not fish and chips you're on your involved. way to work? No, definitely not on his way to work. You're eating fish and chips? <laughs> During the scuffle, he managed to rip the tag of the Macintosh that the um, attacker was apparently wearing. So I think they mean like a, like a Rain Mac style coat, like trench coat thing. Macintosh. Macintosh. I thought that was confusing because the toffee factory was also called Macintosh. Um, So, yeah, so basically he's wearing like one of those coats. But so he's managed to, you know, like the tags you get around the sleeve, I think, like one of those things. He's managed to rip one of those off of them. So the police now at least have a bit of evidence. (laughs) What I quite enjoyed as well is that um, one of the um, victims later also reports that they he had um, shiny buckles on his shoes. So at some point, they sort of release a profile, well, they release a profile of a man aged 25 to 35, wearing a Macintosh and shiny buckled shoes <laughs> with eyes that stare. Oh, not sparkle. <laughs> not sparkle. Yeah. No, they don't sparkle, they stare. But eyes that stare, I feel, is a little bit like, you know... <laughs> And he had ears that hear. Yeah. Could be anywhere. Anywho, right. So um, Percy Waddington, he was attacked, obviously, as we said, outside of the shop. And that was on the 25th of November. Uh, a woman called Hilda Lodge was also attacked in Green Lane. So these are happening in and around um, Halifax, these attacks. As they continue to occur and are reported, the attacks create mass panic in the town. So businesses start closing, people are staying home and you know locking their doors. Um, and also large groups of vigilantes begin roaming the town. Uh, these are the slasher mobs, as they come to be known. 
And a description of them was, out on the streets, wild-eyed vigilante groups were set up and started patrolling the region, which set upon and beat up many a stranger who they came upon and mistakenly assumed was the slasher. To the extent that even after a woman uh, after a woman alleged that she'd been attacked, a local Good Samaritan who'd gone to her help ended up being wrongly accused by vigilantes of being the slasher mm. and was set upon by a mob. Mm. Um, and it was only through police intervention that he was saved. Um, they also escorted him home. The level of it's hard to tell that story might be the next story that I'm about to tell um, because there are sort of differing reports. And I think it builds into the notion of how much of this was hearsay at the time. But um, on the 25th, so the same day that Percy and Hilda were attacked, in one of these slasher mobs is a man called Clifford Edwards. So he was out there looking for the slasher and, you know, protecting uh, sort of future victims when apparently the mob actually turned on him. We're not sure, not entirely sure why. One report said that he was kind of helping someone who had seemingly been attacked um, by the slasher who had blood on them. So then the mob turned around and started saying, kill the bastard, break his neck. Um, so that was quite scary, <laughs> given that he was actually in the mob. The mob then decided, no, he was mm-hmm. the attacker. Don't mm-hmm. fuck with a mob, man. Just don't. Yeah. So these don't attacks. Partake. Yeah, exactly. These attacks are, it's almost like you shouldn't go out and just start attacking people. Let the police do it. Um, <laughs> anyhow. It's controversial opinion. There. Yeah, sorry. I just, I didn't mean as in let the police go out and attack people. Although, mm, let's let's steer clear of the political actually let's talk about that one day though because actually it needs to be said anyway let's go back to the story um so at this point the police are you know kind of very concerned very frustrated they're hearing tell of this this man who is decidedly generic you know he is just man age 25 to 35 they get descriptions (laughs) of him having like a broad nose i'm gonna fucking put that on my gravestone (laughs) generic decidedly generic um and these attacks are still taking place, which is, you know, fueling more of the um, vigilante attacks. Also, lots of drunken vigilantes. They like to get their drink on before going out. So in terms of the attacks on the 27th of November, Beatrice Sorrell is attacked in Bedford Street. Um, also, Fred Baldwin is attacked outside the Standard of Freedom. Um, Copley. Uh, I'm presuming that is a pub. Wait, but I'm not by vigilantes? Sure. Yes, he's attacked by a group of drunken vigilantes. So it's presumed that they are just you know going for the wrong person Beatrice Sorrel was attacked by um what she thought to be the slasher right um and then Margaret slasher going around with all these vigilantes I know right and then Margaret Kenny was attacked um at a will by a man and this is probably my favorite description a well-built man with a broad face wearing a very light wearing very lightweight shoes and what felt like a dirty Macintosh (laughs) I love that description for three reasons one a dirty it, Macintosh sounds like some crazy sex move to me. <laughs> but also that it felt... I was going to say an alcoholic drink. It <laughs> felt like a dirty Macintosh. Yeah. It's, it's like, what? Maybe it looked pristine, but upon smoothly rubbing it, it's weirdly like... I don't yeah, know. maybe oh, that's actually quite dirty. Yeah, no. Yeah. Also, the idea of him wearing very lightweight shoes because he's also been described as having big shiny silver buckles on them. So I was like left to imagine like a plimp sole <laughs> with <laughs> big buckles. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. fancy one. Yeah. And just yeah, the fact that he was a well-built man with a broad face, just a broad mm. face. Anyhow, okay. So obviously you've got these um, attacks taking place. So the first one, as I mentioned, was on the 16th, and we're now up to the 29th. There were also two other attacks that occurred on the 29th. 
One of them is Mary. So actually, there, there were a few Marys. This could get confusing. So we had Mary Gledhill and Gertrude Mary Watts, who were the first two who were attacked. Um, they were the ones who um, knocked on the cottage door. Then the third one who attacked uh, was attacked was Mary Sutcliffe. So she was the one attacked on her way to work at the toffee factory. So she was attacked, yeah, she, exactly. She was attacked this time in her garden. So this was just outside her house and where she and her mother had been um, previously like together. And just moments before her mother had gone in, when um, Mary is, is reportedly attacked, mum comes back out. There's no sign of the attacker anywhere. So that's twice for poor Mary. Um, yeah, fucking hell. Okay, so we also have um, Winifred McCall, who was also attacked near Union Square Church. So these are in Halifax. The so same it's evening, majority women. It's majority women, but there are some men who are being attacked. There was another man. Um, I might have skipped him. Apologies. But um, I think he was called Clifton. Oh, did I write him down? There was another guy. I think he was called Clifton who was attacked. Um, so it is, it is men and women, more, more women than not. And I think it's the attack of the women that is causing real concerns you know because it's sort of lone women walking on you know sort of yeah by themselves um being attacked by the cookie man. The yeah <laughs> basically women stay at home and stay in um yeah 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 you know so things are about to get a bit interesting because two other things happen that evening one the, there start to be reports of attacks happening in Manchester and Bradford. So, you know, similar sort of somebody being slashed um, or attacked whilst walking alone, um, you know, and reporting it to the police and there not being um, any sign of the attacker when, the, when it's investigated. Another thing also happens. The police make a break for, breakthrough and find a clue. So do you remember our young fellow Percy Waddington, who may or may not have been eating fish and chips? who was attacked outside of the co-op shop. So he's got a he, brilliant name. He is, isn't it? <laughs> Percy Waddington. Um, so he was the one who managed to pull a tag off of the um, assailant's Macintosh that he was wearing, his dirty feeling Macintosh, <laughs> according to uh, a woman who was probably called Mary. I don't know. No, Margaret. Oh, feels a bit dirty. Yeah. They're all called Mary. It's just a town full of Marys. Um, it's a popular name. Yeah, oh, my middle name's name. Mary. Is so, it? So is yeah. mine. Shut um, up. Yeah, it is. Mine, is yours named after your grandma? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. See? Popular <laughs> name. Was a popular name back was then. Was a popular name, yeah. Now it's a popular middle name. Because grandma's. Yeah. And next generation, no Marys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Anyway, so he found that tag. So in the field opposite to where Percy worked, um, they discovered a Macintosh with a missing tag. Oh, well they concluded definitely belonged to the attacker so possible that he had dumped it there post-attack uh however through kind of police work obviously i'm giving a little bit of an overview here so there are lots of good resources where you can go in and look um at the details surrounding this case um so actually how they find this out is is quite interesting it's through i think a small boy like erin boy who recognizes that the macintosh actually belongs to percy himself <gasps> Waddington. Oh, Waddington. <laughs> so they go, they go to find 
Percy, um, obviously thinking, you know, actually, is this is is this the slasher? You know, this, mm. this could be the guy. However, Percy admits at this point that he administered the wounds himself and made up <gasps> the story of the slasher. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, and then as soon as this information is out, obviously the police are interested to go back. Four of the other people who are attacked admit to um, administering the wounds themselves. <gasps> oh, so the police, who at this point as well had got Scotland Yard involved because they were so baffled as to you know the number of injuries that people were presenting and not being able to locate a slasher anywhere. They got Scotland Yard involved. And after the confession of um, Percy and uh, four of the other victims, um, they came to the conclusion that there was no slasher at all. Um, oh, my God. That actually dun, it was dun, people, dun. Yeah, yeah, people who had, um, for whatever reason, made up claims of these attacks. Uh, and then the, pa- the town had been filled with panic and people had just responded to their fear of what was there or the fear of the unknown. By attacking themselves. Yeah. Five local people were subsequently charged with mischief, uh, p- public mischief offences and were sent, to, and four of whom were sent to prison for, I think it was four weeks. Mm. So overall, there were 14 attacks in Halifax altogether, all concluded to be self-induced. Um, the thing that's quite funny is the fact that because, you know, this is before the time of um, instant information um transport you know like people don't have uh smartphones or potentially even phones like you know not for everybody um so people were still calling in attacks after the police were like this is clearly a hoax um oh my god so for example on the 30th of november an attack by a dark figure on nelly Wid- uh, widop um in halifax was immediately dismissed um as were other reported slasher attacks from glasgow and london over the next two nights because they were like this is made up That's this terrible. is a load of boo hockey. I mean, you so, still got to check it out, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. If, you know, if you're an attacker, prime time to strike. Well, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is the time, isn't it? By the time they said there is no attacker, that's when you should go out. I mean, don't ever go out attacking people, guys. I mean, guys, just listen to us for advice on how and when to attack people. <laughs> We'd like to very much say that this podcast does not support or promote the attacking of people in any facet. Um, but, do we yes, need but if you're to... going to do it, do it right. If you're going to do it, time it properly. <laughs> so I'm going to read you out what the Halifax Courier printed on the 2nd of December. Uh, so they've written, carry on Halifax, exclamation mark. The slasher scare is over. The theory that a half-crazed, wild-eyed man has been wandering around attacking helpless women in dark streets is exploded. There never was nor is there likely to be any real danger to the general public? There is no doubt that, cert- that following certain happenings, public feeling has grown and that many small incidents have been magnified in the public mind until a real state of alarm was caused. This assurance that there is no real cause for alarm, in short, no properly authenticated wholesale attacks by such a person as the bogeyman known as the slasher should allay the public fear. I feel like that's quite a gentle report. Yeah. So like, I think like oh, being dickheads, you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. It was you. It was all of you. Well, fucking so idiots. I think what they're doing is trying to kind of embrace the entire situation. So those who it, it would seem like those who were who made claims of actually being attacked were obviously investigated. Some of them were taken to, you know, were kind of placed in prison. Um, 
I think in some cases there were other situations going on. So it might be cases where people become confused. Also, there's um, tell of people kind of believing that they were attacked, even though perhaps they were not. So they might have mm. um, obtained the injuries like somewhat in some other way. Um, one theory about Percy Waddington is that he was drunk. Uh, so drunk, eating his fish and chips, fell over and hit his head um, and was embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> um well, could have been. I say that that's a theory. You know, that's literally what <laughs> someone suggested on a podcast I listened to about this. Um, it's a really interesting case overall. Um, looking back on it, it definitely seems like a kind of uh, a classic example of where a, a group in society just go blind with fear. You know, that there is this unknown menace or boogeyman around and they feel the need to go and deal with it themselves. Um, which, given what we've heard about you know, in, in the story that you told Nina about the 2016 cases, doesn't seem like it's that far from how, yeah, how we would do react it, now. Yeah. Um, one thing I will end on um, is that they think that this was all partly to do with a previous slashing event that happened in the 1920s. Um, I think also in Halifax. Um, and this was the case of a gentleman who was going around slashing the, the under pants of um and undergarments of women that were hanging out on their lines um oh. although when they, <laughs> when they investigated yeah i don't know what that is is that like a prank no don't wear your pants lady no pants yeah. for you um when they uh, sort of looked into investigating him um it, it was found that he didn't fit any of the descriptions of generic man so he must have had a really like noticeable face I don't know um and didn't fit the bill but yeah the Halifax slasher it was definitely an interesting read and I would say if anyone's you know kind of intrigued do go have a look because there's a lot of information there I will put uh the links obviously to this story will be in our Instagram description description of, it'll be yeah it'll be, be in some kind of description you'll be able to look you'll be able to find it somewhere maybe just go google it Jesus yeah. guys uh, <laughs> we're not doing all the work here for you, ripping off other people's work. <laughs> cool. That's my story. Uh, Ria, what's wow, I thoroughly enjoyed that twist. Yeah, I that, that one's, yeah. Like, honestly, no... at the start, I was just like, is this just a murder podcast? Like, um, come on, come on. Oh, is that? Is and that, then the, that's what the you... twist happened. Wow. Okay. Bob's, I thought you did a very good job. Well done. Um... I think I just thought. <laughs> Like me, you also didn't stick to math hysteria, but you so, did. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's um it's it's now me. Um. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about nuns. Nuns. <laughs> um, but before I start talking about nuns, I I wanted to talk a little bit about like what math hysteria is. Sure. Um, and basically, it's it's something that I guess statistically people have recorded that it happens to women more than men, but also historically the word hysteria um, oh, is yeah. coming from women, and it's coming uh, from the idea, yeah, that it comes your, out your womb, right? Yeah, that your womb moves around your body. And that's what's causing you to act so weird as a lady. That's what that, that would, is. Would cause you to act weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, like I feel like chilling in your shoulder today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then suddenly you act all crazy, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, her womb's in her shoulder." Oh. <laughs> Do you think it starts with like, okay, look, seriously, Karen, 
where's your womb today? Where is it? I think it's in my thigh. Yeah, that's my Karen voice, apparently. Um, (laughs) Did you guys notice I was doing a voice? Did you? It was great. I noticed the voice. I didn't realise that was Karen. So I've got like a list of like what counts as mass hysteria. So it's symptoms that have no plausible organic basis. Symptoms that are transient and benign. So uh, I guess either acting weird and, and then it sort of it starts like the onset's very rapid, but then the recovery is also very rapid. And then occurrence in a segregated group. So like separated out. So for your guys' story, that's not quite the same. But like, I guess for Halifax, <laughs> they were separated from yeah. other towns. So yeah. it happened within that sort of set space. Um and symptoms are spread via sight, sound, or oral communication. So if you've seen someone act weird or you've heard something weird, and then all of a sudden you've got it too, you know? <laughs> you've caught weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And it'll start with sort of older and higher status people. And then like your hoi polloi start to act weird too. Your hoi polloi. Hoi polloi. That's yeah. the word. That phrase uh, is never used enough. <laughs> certainly not these days. No. Uh, so that's that's just to sort of give you an idea of how mass hysteria is defined. So the first one I want to talk about is um, about a convent in France in 1844. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to recall where in France it was. So this this makes me think that maybe this story is just mad. But it's mentioned in the book that I downloaded, which is The Epidemics of the Middle Ages uh, by J.F.C. Hecker. And basically this this convent, uh, it describes as secluded. <laughs> like, I like that that was secluded. Like, is oh, it definitely secluded? She did air quotes. Yeah, I yeah. don't air believe quotes, it was secluded. Guys, you see the air quotes? You won't on the podcast. So maybe I should just announce air quotes um, and then do it. Um, <laughs> but like... Do you not believe it was secluded then? I don't. So this story is so small. It's such a small little snippet. And honestly, there are so many videos that just like mention it or like there's lists of mass hysteria on the internet. And it is mentioned in exactly the same way in every single location like I tried to investigate further which is why I downloaded that book thinking oh it must have more information like literally it's so small so basically a nun began to meow like a cat (laughs) I am so invested already and basically she she just started to meow and then (laughs) other nuns in the same convent no. also started to meow. Oh, it's what the Lord would want. Yeah, exactly. And so we say he works in mysterious ways. Over several days, it started to become structured. So when they would like meet for mass, I presume, or, you know, prayer, they would then be meowing. Like in chorus, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, and sometimes it would last for hours, like just all of them meowing together. And so, right. Eventually, after, I guess, I think about seven weeks 
of them coming together and meowing together and all of this kind of stuff, uh, soldiers were brought in and the soldiers were asked to beat and whip the nuns until oh. they promised to stop. And then they did. They did but they're stop. in a secluded location. Yeah. Maybe they should have been allowed to continue meowing, you know, indefinitely. Who, who's, who's knowing that they're meowing? Were they all meowing? Yeah, they Was, were all meowing. Uh, so it wasn't like one of them sneaking off being like, these fucking women drive me crazy. I don't know. It could be that somebody um, higher up in, in the nunnery was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm done with them all meowing like fucking cats. <laughs> I, uh, can, I can see me reaching that point. I don't think I'd necessarily <laughs> call the army in to beat them, but I can see me being like, I'm done with your shit. <laughs> like, like uh, I joined a nunnery, not a cattery, am I right? Uh, <laughs> noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. I think... Uh, and some of the things that have talked about this a little bit more have mentioned that the nuns could have been doing this as a joke. They could they have been known yeah. for their Answer. hilarity. They could have been doing it because they were bored. They could have been doing it as a rebellion. You know, there are all sorts of different things that could have been feeding into this. But also, I think mass hysteria in, in this instance is also like popular trends. You know, and if somebody, you know, as it mentioned in the list, if somebody who you respect and think a lot of starts doing something or starts thinking something's really cool, like, I don't know, if Nina suddenly announced she was really into K-pop, then maybe you and I, Bobs, we'd be like, yeah, maybe we should uh, get into K-pop. That, that's so weird because one? I am. Uh, shut up. I That's so weird that you'd say that because I, I am really into K-pop. Well, I'm going to start getting into K-pop. There we go. <laughs> I'm the cool one. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not because I'm the actual cool one. Yeah. <laughs> not, not remotely. Carry on. But there's also been uh, some suggestion that mass hysteria um, is easily picked up by people with low IQ. So you would be the first to start copying me. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but... I don't know why I'm bullying you after you just told me I was the cool one. I, I, it's how I, I, it's how I keep you down, yeah, maintaining I mean, my position. It's true. I mean, that's that's how it works, you know. You've got to accept your place um, <laughs> not in life. But but the, the truth is there's not enough statistical evidence to say uh, whether mass hysteria is something that gets taken up by people with low IQ. I think that's kind of a thing that people do when they're like, oh my God, look at all these stupid people who are into this or look at all these stupid mm. people who've started doing well, they're that. They're mob-driven, aren't they? That theory yeah. is mob-driven, but I, it's difficult to know what contributes to the mob mentality. So, I pre I mean, the presumption of low intellect, I guess, is, you know, you're not thinking this through. You don't want to burn your own town to the ground or you don't want to be hurting someone who's maybe not a laughing, a meowing nun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you've got to beat your meowing nuns. Yeah, I mean, they, they're asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, how will they stop? So, How uh, will they learn? And there's also some, like, patronising bits that I read, like, oh, you know, nuns were forced into their lot in life and they were usually young women who had no power and blah, 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 and this, that and the other. So, of course, they'd be so susceptible to to this. And it's like, well, yes and no, mate. You know, like people do get driven by what other people are doing. And we do sometimes, you know, even in conversation, we start to mirror the person we're mm. talking to. Like it's mm. 
we we reflect what's going on around us we're we're not sort of in a little bubble able to be completely above what's happening around us and if we social animals yeah because if we were completely above what's happening around us we would then end up becoming isolated which would mean actually shunned exactly by the group depends on us being able to reflect what's going on in society you know and and follow trends rules what have you like it's it's a natural human instinct yeah um so I'm not done talking about nuns, guys. Cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want you to get scared um, or worried that you're not going to have enough nun content. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the next uh, nun situation I'd like to talk about is um, in Germany. And this was in the 15th century. And uh, basically, these nuns started biting each other. Oh, right. So, yeah. And then news sort of travelled from the area and travelled to other uh, nunneries uh, or convents. I don't know. Someone made fun of me for calling it a nunnery once, but I've seen it written everywhere. So I don't know what's going on there. So maybe they're different. Maybe one's like Protestant and one's Catholic. Maybe it's that kind of. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Tiny. I mean, Different, I think that is actually huge to a lot of making people. it sound a little bit like you're breeding nuns, you know, like a yeah. puppy farm or something. Um, nun farm. Yeah. Yeah. The nun farm. <laughs> well, where do you think nuns come from? They uh, ain't popping up babies. You've got no, a breeder. That's true. That's true. You've, you've, well, you kind of got to collect them. Go <laughs> Got to catch them all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like little Pokemons, little Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. But don't put them in tiny uh, balls. <laughs> oh no how did we get here uh, how do we leave we, we never leave so so the other nunneries that then heard about this also started to experience it so that's part well, of that it's mass- the cool thing to be doing at the time you want to yeah. oh i heard the nuns down the road of biting each other yeah, and then if you're a nun, you're like, oh shit, am I going to start biting other people? And then yeah. your worry intensifies, and then all of a sudden you do, you know? Like, it's, it's you don't know what's making it happen. Like, it could be what? anything. It could be in you right now, the urge to bite nuns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, miss, I miss the carefree meowing nuns, you know? They were a little yeah. less serious. So, yeah, it, it spread and it spread. It, even... Uh, uh, spread as far as Rome, so it li- it spread throughout Europe. Basically, um, it says that the biting eventually stopped because they all got tired. Wow! <laughs> like, it's like, is this? Are they constantly biting? They're just sat there gnawing on each other constantly. Yeah, yeah. They're not stopping. It's not just like. Oh, uh, look, I've just bitten you. Let's carry on with our daily prayers. They're just I, chewing on each other. I guess from what's written, it might imply a sort of frenzied biting. Oh. oh. So maybe if you're like, ah, that, 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 that then yeah. That's I some imagine. vampire shit, man. Yeah. These nuns like, are possessed. Yeah, maybe they are. Because that's the other thing, is that mass hysteria can also explain a lot of these possession-like stories. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. I mean, like you look at Salem, like it is a sudden outburst of accusations and weird behaviors and, and all that kind of stuff. 
and people yeah. sort of going, oh, my friend's acting weird. Oh, my God, now I'm acting weird. What's happening? You know, like it's. I think that about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I never worry about myself. I'm just like, oh, they should just go in again. Oh, there it goes. Oh, my Rhea. God, don't fight me again, Rhea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Frenzied. Yeah. Ah! Uh, I mean, this is the real reason for lockdown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just stay home. Stop biting folks. Yeah. So, yeah, you could argue that there was that sort of uh, belief in the in the supernatural. And so when they hear about the biting, then people are like, oh, no, now I'm biting and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's or like, oh, no, I haven't been biting. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Maybe the Lord is making them bite. Yeah, exactly. So we've got like a lot of uh, weird explanations there. So, yes, eventually they stopped and it said it's because of exhaustion. So I would assume then that the biting, yeah, was more frenzied rather than social. You know, yeah. like, oh, hello, <laughs> bite. You know. The biting was frenzied rather than social. <laughs> Not like a little hangout. Yeah. Not sure. like when we meet up usually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the traditional, like, kiss on both cheeks, you know, like, instead, it's a little bite, you know, just sure. Yeah. <laughs> little like, nip. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure you care. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah. <laughs> so, so it stopped. And that's, that's kind of another sort of uh, symptom of mass hysteria is that it stops just as suddenly as it starts. And everyone's a bit like, oh, shit. Uh, that was I embarrassing. I, yeah. Like, Oh, pretend didn't that didn't happen. happen. Yeah, exactly. The last one um, that I'm going to talk about, I'm only going to touch on lightly. Is it more nuns? It's still nuns. Don't worry oh, about your nun yes. content. We like, should just do a nun, just a nun <laughs> session. Yeah, like, guys, can I'm I into talk it. more about nuns? Because nuns. Um, <laughs> but so this last one is more a recording of possessions, but they did mention that it could have been mass hysteria, so I'm going to mention it. Um, was, it was it nuns, though? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was okay, definitely good. nuns. Possessed so, nuns. This is, this is the, the content dream. I live for. <laughs> You're living it. Like, pinch yourself, because you can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or so, that, no, if I start pinching myself... Oh, it gets then, then, I'll start doing then you it, all start pinching yourselves. Start doing it, and then I'll go and pinch Will, and he'll start doing it. Like that's how it spreads. It, Where does yeah, the madness it's, end? It's exactly what happens. So I'm going to try and summarise this next one because actually there's so much information on it, um, and uh, a movie, in fact. So this happened in Loudun in France in 1634, um, and this was a convent of Ursuline nuns, or Ursuline, I don't know. And there were a lot of political machinations around this as well, but basically uh, the nuns here started acting very strange, started having visions, started seeing things. And unfortunately, at the same time, there was a priest, Urbane Grandier, that's a great name. Yeah. Um, and he was, like, super popular, like, really good looking, like, 
They were Ooh, like, yeah, sexy this, priest. This priest is a ladies' man. Um, Ooh, like, is that allowed? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's not. Um, but apparently that didn't stop him. Oh. So he uh, like knocked up his friend's daughter and stuff. Um, oh. But that's kind of irrelevant to the nuns who okay. were starting to act very strange um i guess like yeah with their visions and having fits and doing all these kind of sort of strange things but um one of the nuns had a vision of urbane grandier and so they said that he was the one responsible for all these weird behaviors of the nuns in this particular convent Right. And basically, I mean, he is like fucking around and doing stuff he's not supposed to be doing. Yeah. So he he might be fucking them, but he also might not. Yeah. Um, so he was apparently going to. Well, he applied to become in charge of the nunnery. And there are different reports. One is that he applied and was refused. And one is that he um, was offered and he refused. Um, and that he refused, him refusing was the reason why uh, the prioress, Jean de, de Agnes, um, accused him of causing the possessions in the nunnery. Ooh. And so he was, um, so like things were getting all frenzied, uh, the nuns were acting crazy, possibly even biting each other, who knows? So they're all like, oh, well, you know, it's that Urbane uh, Grandier, because also he... Bloody Urbane. I know. He also wrote a book saying that priests shouldn't have to be celibate, um, Mm -hmm. which was kind of against, like... What a dog. Yeah, kind of against the policies. And Cardinal Richelieu of... uh, Uh, France. Uh, Sorry, yeah, because this is in France, isn't it? Yeah. Cardinal Richelieu of um, the... the, uh, Oh, for God's sakes. The three Musketeers. You know him? Yeah, of the Three Musketeers fame. Yeah, he's a bud. Um, <laughs> he didn't like Urbain Grandier. And so what happened was Cardinal Richler kind of used it as an excuse to uh, try and then execute Urbain Grandier. Oh, poor Urbain. Um, and Urbain was like, I'm I'm super not, this is, this I this is Super don't to want to be executed, bro. I didn't do anything. These ladies are crazy. They're having weird visions. Like, I haven't gone near them. Like, I, what are you? Oh. Um, and they were all like, uh, well, you need to tell us who your accomplices are. And he was all like, I don't have any accomplices. I haven't done anything. And they were all like, mm, refusing to tell us your accomplices. Right. That's it. You're dead. Um, oh. And so they were going to hang him and then burn him as like a small mercy but the crowd was so worked up about all the crazy stuff that had been happening in the nunnery and all the stories that had been told that the guy who was going to execute him kind of just didn't hang him and went ahead and burned him to death oh. what? yeah so um so that's it really and then what was interesting, though, is that the nuns still continued to act really weird for about uh, another three years. Oh. And then where, stopped. Where were they? Were they, not, were they like, 
maybe we shouldn't have done that or yeah no i they didn't really no so apparently no one was upset about that but it 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 apparently went on for about another three years and then they were like yeah i guess we're done (laughs) cool okay Anyway, that's the end, really. Um, basically, a lot of these um, stories basic, uh, say that, that nuns are just uh, young, easily influenced crazy girls. Um, so there's a lot of um, patronising recording of nun behaviour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but I think, I think there's obviously there's always more to it than that. And I think mass hysteria, we can clearly see, can happen in any situation where we we start to just we get caught up in it I think that's it yeah we get caught up in things I think as well at the time it always seems like an outlet for our anger you know or or our concern or our worry or our fear whatever it is you know we just usually put it onto we put it onto something else well the thing is though that like I you know like how you were saying about your case Nina you worried that it's not mass hysteria because it's taken on a new form like it's virtual mm. but to me some of the things that are happening in, the, in like almost in the new like what Fox reports creates to me what is mass oh, hysteria yeah. um yeah yeah do you know what I mean so it just yeah it just always seems like an outlet and it's it's quite squ- scary that great swathes of people seem very ready to jump on the bandwagon oh god people like People, just people, terrifying. Mm. Yeah, really crowds, scary. people, terrifying. I don't think it's like, oh, I'm so ready to jump on the bandwagon. I think, like, particularly with the Fox News, that's that's slow, sort of over time. Like, yeah, that's just you should constantly be scared of something. Yeah. Well, and, and if you're people... not, we can't sell things to you. Yeah. I guess as well, most people want to go with the status quo, don't they? Yeah. You know, we know that mm-hmm. from research that it's not that necessarily people are bad per se. It's that they want to do what's reflected in, in around, you know, most of us want to do what's being reflected around us. Therefore, I guess if hysteria grips and that's what you're seeing everyone else doing, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I should be scared. Maybe I should be worried. And therefore, maybe I should be doing something yeah. about it. Like that's that natural instinct that Ria was talking about. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're like caveman times, if other people are scared, there's going to be a reason for it. So you need to be scared too. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's modern true. times, it's if you don't, if you're scared of things, then you'll spend lots of money. Yeah. And also you won't uh, revolt and try and make things better. Yeah. No, that's also true. So these, these were, I like these stories. They were very interesting. I definitely agree with you. We could revisit this topic because there is so much, well, so many interesting examples of really strange behavior and just our response to it as well. Mm, mm. I'm, um, putting, um, I'm putting diseases and mass hysteria back in the sock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What have you guys done craft-wise? We've been quite quiet on our craft front. Let's see your, let's see your doodles. Ooh. Oh, well, that's beautiful. Very nice. Uh, Ria has drawn creepy nuns. Um, I did. Um, <laughs> awesome. I can't see it's yours. It's supposed to be your... funny. Oh, bloody image has gone again. Part of my language. I'm I can't scared of it. <laughs> can you? Can you? Send, send yours you. to me. Thanks. Uh, I did like a mob. I went for kind of like a, a mob. So. Oh, excellent. The mob. Yeah. That is terrifying. Mob yeah I like the faces yeah I thought I'd kind of go for the whole they're all a bit generic faces (laughs) inspired by my story they all look a bit like potatoes as well um 
cool. Scary, scary so, potatoes. what are we going to discuss for our next podcast? Let me grab the sock. Grab the sock. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see those crafts that we just did, it was supposed to be clay. It was not clay. It was drawing. Then check out Instagram um, at Weirding Hour. And if you want to craft along with us, with us you hashtag Weirding Hour and we can see them. Um, and we'll have a look at them. And at some point, we might even start chatting about the ones that we've seen. Yeah, that would be uh, exciting. I'd be excited to do that. Oh, I've just seen your clown, Nina. That's terrifying. Rhea laughed at that. Rude. Uh, laughing is my scared response. There That's true. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, your nervous, it's your nervous response, isn't it? Oh. Okay, Nina, draw from the sock or the hat. Oh, um, the so next, what have we got? It is bottom of the sea. Ooh. And the weird things that could, there's loads of weird shit down there. Hey, there is. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. Cool. Well, uh, I have been Alex. You've been Leo. Uh, oh, when, next craft? Probably drawing oh. again. Does anyone have any other things? We could clay. I do have clay. Do you have clay, Nina? No. Can you get there's, clay? Yeah, like just grab some mud out the garden. I'll try and source some clay. <laughs> if you source mud, I'm going to be super proud of you. <laughs> um, episodes release on Thursdays and sources for our episodes can you can find in the blurby description. In the descriptions. Okay, guys, please remember to uh, rate, review, comment, subscribe, follow us. Some of these things, all of these things, whatever you want to do is going to be really helpful. Just if you want to keep hearing weird and strange content. Uh, also, please suggest any topics or crafts that we could do. We'd love to hear your suggestions and ideas. Defo. Yep, so just for those, just email us at weirdinghour at gmail.com. Oh, awesome. we've released our email onto the internet. Who knows what will get sent? No, uh, just awesome pick. suggestions. Okay. That's all, we want. that's all I'm expecting. Um, <laughs> and I always find that if you just expect a certain thing, that's what you get. Nice. Oh, well, you must have had a privileged life. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely life you've led. Yes, it's been wonderful. Thanks, guys. Well, <laughs> I think all that's left to say is we will see you next week. And we have been the Weirding Hour. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening weirdos. weirdos. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>